When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Welcome one and all to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. And everyone... I just want to start by saying, everyone calm down. There's no reason to panic. The impending disaster we all worried about this weekend has been resolved because all monkeys have been accounted for after a truck with 100 monkeys crashed. Phew! Thank the Lord. They got all 100 monkeys. Thanks, presumably, to 100 men in 100 yellow hats. <laughs> One imagines. We don't know. The details are sketchy. Here's, uh, here's what happened so far. A pickup truck pulling a trailer transporting 100 monkeys to Six Flags. I don't know. <laughs> Got off I-80 in Pennsylvania, then immediately tried to get back on, at which time it was hit on the passenger side by a dump truck, tearing off the front panel of the trailer and sending more than a dozen crates tumbling out. So, so, flying monkeys do exist. <laughs> They're all fine. The monkeys in question... Fly! Fly! Fly, my pretties! <laughs> I auditioned, didn't get the part, I auditioned. The monkeys in question are Cynomolgus monkeys, also known as the crab-eating macaque. So officers were able to track them down by staking out participating Red Lobster locations. <laughs> they love Cheddar Bay biscuits. They love them. Just ride it. Ride it, baby. Ride it. Uh, there is one smaller story out there from The Smile File. Russia continues to amass troops along the Ukraine border. <laughs> so President Biden is considering deploying thousands of troops to Eastern Europe and the Baltics. That headline reads way too much like a game of risk. <laughs> Let's have some headlines that sound like we're playing a nicer board game, like hippo hunger remains insatiable, or <laughs> New York City's biggest landlord, this thimble. <laughs> and it's not just America. Denmark is deploying F-16 warplanes to Lithuania, France stands ready to send troops to Romania, and Spain is sending four fighter jets to Bulgaria. Yes, Spanish fighter jets. You can see them in action in the movie Tapas Gun. <laughs> they're, they're, they're small. 
share them. Quality, quality. You can share they're, them. They're small, you're right, yeah. you can share them. They're for the whole table, they're for the whole table. Ireland. Ireland also chipped in. Russia was planning to hold war games 150 miles off Ireland's southwest coast, but Ireland warned that they are not welcome. Yeah, Russia, do not mess with the Irish. You anger my people. You... You anger my people, and we will write a folk song about your ass. Then serve you a boiled meat. So why is Putin doing all this stuff? Well, on Saturday, Britain accused Moscow of developing plans to install a pro-Russian leader in Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine, you don't want that. We just got rid of our pro-Russian leader, and he was a disaster. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's That's Despite NATO's military buildup, the Biden administration has not given up on a diplomatic solution, according to Secretary of State and non-speaking role in a Viagra commercial. <laughs> Anthony Blinken. Blinken was on The Nation Face yesterday and said that there is still at least some back and forth between Russia and the U.S. and NATO. We started this, uh, this effort of diplomacy and dialogue about 10 days ago. And in the course of that, uh, Russia has put some ideas on the table uh, uh, in writing to both the United States uh, and NATO. Yes, Russia has put some ideas uh, in writing, I think. Uh, I think we have a copy of that proposal. We take Ukraine. <laughs> Check yes, or we take anyway. There is some... Look. Look. Yes, no, Ukraine. Yes, we take Ukraine. We take Crimea. We take, we take, we, we, we take Ukraine. We take, we take. Now, there is some news about former President Gold Yeller. Last week, the Supreme Court rejected his request to keep certain documents secret from the January 6th committee, and now we're finding out why he wanted to hide them so, so very badly. And I'll tell you all about it in tonight's edition of Exactly What You Thought, But Worse Than You Imagined. <laughs> now, brace yourself, folks, because on Friday, the committee received a draft executive order from December 16th, 2020, that would have directed the defense secretary to seize voting machines. In an attempt to overturn the election, the former president wanted the military to seize the voting machines. The only thing standing between us and authoritarian takeover would have been elderly poll workers. <laughs> well, looking at my binder, I don't... I don't see a registration for fascist junta. Is that what this? <laughs> please, please step aside or I will gut you. Please, please step aside. Please, I will. Doris, Doris, I'll, I'll ask. Doris, do you have a junta, comma, fascist? Would you please put a mask on, sir? Please put a mask on. It's got to be under J, because it's not under F. It might be a minute. There's a bake sale outside, if you want. Now, the White House would have turned the whole election over to the Defense Department, giving them 60 days to write an assessment of the 2020 election. No doubt that assessment would have been written by top military election analyst, General M.Y. Pillow. <laughs> that... <laughs> this is a true story. Yeah. True story. <laughs> is, this, is this getting through to everyone here that he was going to militarize the election and seize the votes? That 60 days was part of a desperate stalling tactic to keep the ex-president in power until at least mid-February of 2021. Man, 
he will do anything to ruin Black History Month. <laughs> now, how? How would the president, tell me, how would the president even have that power to send the military in to halt a free and fair election count? We have no idea because the draft executive order cites two classified documents, National Security Presidential Memorandum 13, which we knew about, and Memorandum 21, the existence of which has not been previously reported. That's quite a way to learn that secret. That's like getting a card from your parents, happy 10th birthday, love mom, dad, and your actual dad. <laughs> and wow. happy birthday. Be bad. That's tough. That is. That's tough. In pandemic news, we might soon get to focus on some other kind of news, because after weeks of surging cases, Omicron cases appear to have peaked in the United States. Yes! Yes! Woo! Yeah! Woo-hoo! The cases are going down! I'm so excited, I almost forgot how many times in the past six months I've said the phrase, Woohoo! The cases are going down. <laughs> cases have fallen here in New York, as well as in Colorado, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Florida. In fact, in fact, Florida just reported its first confirmed case of someone without COVID. <laughs> That's good. That's... There you go. Take a second. Stop. Yeah. Hit a little bit later. Yeah. We're not out of the Omicron woods yet, unfortunately. As one epidemiologist put it, it's important for people not to be like, oh, it's over. It's not over until we get back to a lull. Ah, yes, a lull. Famously, when something is completely over. Well, <laughs> it appears we've reached a lull in the zombie attack. Let's all put down our weapons and rest our delicious brains here for a nap in the cemetery. <laughs> Even though Omicron cases are going down, Hospitals are still slammed. In fact, some are asking workers with COVID to return, even if they may be infectious. All right, all right. Uh, shortness of breath, dizziness, and constant diarrhea. Okay, what are your symptoms, sir? <laughs> Hospitals, because it's, see, it's me. I'm the doctor. Right. And then I... Yeah. Hospitals may have no choice. They need all hands on deck because they're already facing critical staffing shortages. Well, fine, we just need to attract new healthcare workers. Come here, nurses. You like this, right? We used to do the, the hey, nursey, 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 nursey. That's why we banged them last year, right? guys in the sound booth really love? This. <laughs> you got that, Pierre? You got that? <laughs> oh, Pierre, man. <laughs> Somebody just quit in the control room. There you go. <laughs> CDC guidance on this is a little fuzzy. They say healthcare workers who test positive can keep working uninterrupted in a crisis. Could you be more specific? <laughs> Everything is a crisis now. We're in year three of a plague. Russia is threatening World War III, and the green M&M is slightly less sexy. <laughs> How am I supposed to eat a candy I don't want a bone? <laughs> I don't understand. Skittles, Skittles just don't do it for me. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. Skittles uh -huh. just don't turn me on. 
Please. It's not just that infected hospital workers can stay on the job. There's also no requirements that patients be notified if their caregiver is sick unless an infected worker spends more than 15 minutes with them at a distance of less than six feet. So they should just make all procedures socially distanced. Okay, Mr. Phillips, to be safe, I'm gonna do this colonoscopy from across the room. <laughs> but don't worry, sir, I've played a lot of skee ball. Here we go. Oh, oh. I'll take the little alligator, please. We got a great show for you tonight. After the break, Stephen answers kids' questions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. John, I'm holding my hand, my hot little hands here. I got the questions right here for uh, our guest tonight. First of all, we got uh, Kristen Stewart. Uh, oh, she's uh. It's that movie Spencer, highly acclaimed uh -huh. movie Spencer. She's going to be here. She plays Lady Di. Yeah. I saw it. It was an incredible performance. Oof. And then after that, we have JVN himself, Jonathan Van Ness. Oh, yeah. Eyes, got a new show. Got a new show coming out here tonight. John, I got a question for you. You know, uh, we, were, we were talking before, right before we did the show, a young man in the audience asked me if I'd seen the, the game last night. You oh, know, yeah, Kansas yeah. City versus Buffalo. And obviously, I mean, I work at CBS. It was a CBS... You know, uh, broadcast light. So yep. of course, I was listening to our podcast. I was not watching the game. Right. I listen to right. our podcast because yeah. on Sundays I catch <laughs> up on all the podcast. That's what. That's my part of the job. It's in my contract. Required. Required. It's, 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 it's in my contract. I have yeah. to listen to the podcast every night. Yeah. And it's, podcast is available. Where is it available? Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcast, every it's available on the certain streamers. certain yeah. microwaves. Oh, air, yeah. yeah, that's right. I think most air fryers carry it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very popular right now. Did you? Did you? Anybody over there watch the game? I'll check the game out. Yep. It was one of the best football games I've ever seen in my entire life. That's what I hear. Unbelievable. That essentially. Like, essentially, the last two minutes of the game were the most exciting football game of all time, that every time a team touched the ball, right. they would score. Exactly. It was like, oh, man, they won the game. And then the other team won the game. And then the other team, and then the other the team game, won the game. And then they would win the game again. And then it went into, it went into sudden death. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the, the sudden death rule in the, for the, in the playoffs? I mean... Me, personally, I think the college football uh, playoff rule, overtime rule, is the way that it should be. Because the other team, if they score, they should get the other chance to right. score. In, base in baseball, it's not like they go to extra innings. As soon as someone hits a home run, it's over. No, both teams gets to bat. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's how it should be. I'm sorry. I'm passionate about this. <laughs> I am passionate about this. I am lit. And I cannot wait to figure out what we were just talking about. Kids. Children, where do they come from? <laughs> we may never know, but 
One thing we do know, right now, many children across the country have returned to learning from home again. And that means many parents are stocking up on the necessary homeschooling supplies like pillows to scream into and boxes of emotional support wine. <laughs> well, here's, here's where I... Here's where I help. All pandemic long, I've been doing a segment where I give parents a little break by answering real questions submitted by certified children. The segment was originally called Stephen Takes Your Kids, but that felt weird. So we changed it to Stephen's Reeducation Camp. That felt bad in a different way. This time I've been assured that my writers have changed the name to something totally appropriate. So parents, put those kids in front of the TV, because it's time for... Absolutely, 100% no. N no. How could you possibly think that was okay? Everyone is fired. Every single person, in, except the camera guy, everyone is fired. Hi, kids. I'm Steven, and I can answer any question you can think of. How? Because I'm a genius. If I weren't, why would I be wearing glasses, okay? Thanks. Who's got the first question? What do you think does the edge of the universe look like? Well, Samuel, there's a big sign that says, caution, edge of the universe. But of course, there are always people who want to take selfies next to the sign and wind up falling into the great void. Honestly, they should put a rail there. Who's next? Why do grown-ups like beer? It's a fair question, Ben. And thank you for wearing your formal t-shirt. Here's the thing. Beer doesn't taste good, but adults sometimes drink it to gain extra weight without the risk of ingesting any nutrients. Right. Who has another question? How is Great question, Luke. It's probably this very special one given to me by Queen Elizabeth. Who farted? <laughs> good one, Liz. Who's next? How, how much time does it take for a muon to um to electromagnetically attach to a proton. It's a complicated question, Felix. Now, obviously, I could answer that question off the top of my head, glasses, but I figured why not give someone else a shot? So take it away, world-renowned theoretical physicist, Dr. Michio Kaku. Muons can travel at almost the speed of light, which is the fastest velocity in the universe. So. If we take the size of a proton and divide by the speed of light, we get the time it takes to move across a proton. Bingo! The final answer is one trillion trillionth of a second. Thank you, doctor. Next question. Why dog poop sidewalk? Why dog poop sidewalk? Yet another complicated, intricate question. So, once again, Dr. Kaku? Eleanor, this very question has been plaguing the scientific community for decades, but I'm happy to announce I have just co-authored an important research paper posing the hypothesis that dog poop sidewalk so that dog doesn't poop carpet. Next question. If you could time travel, where and when would you go and why? Well, Mason, I'm pretty hungry right now, so I'd probably bake myself a cake and then travel back in time to deliver it to myself. But of course, time travel always has unforeseen consequences, so I probably shouldn't. Next. Why are dreams always so weird? 
Hmm. Well, I know some people say their dreams are weird, but mine don't seem that weird at all. But that might be because my waking life is very, very weird. There you are, Steven. I traveled back in time to bring you this cake with your face on it. Wow. Thanks, Steve. We look delicious. Hey, have your hands always been hooves? Long as I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have time for one last question. Why in the olden days do people have so many kids? That's simple. Children are extremely delicious, and back then they didn't have Taco Bell. Well, kids, I hope that answered all your questions. And parents, if your kids have questions at home, please post a video to social media with the hashtag ColbertKidsQuestions, and we just might feature it in our next installment of... Kristen Stewart. Hi, I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Dr. Naomi Bernstein. And we want to tell you about Calm the F*** Down, a guided meditation series from the Oversharing Podcast. This is something we've been planning for a long time. It's our most requested segment from the podcast. And these meditations are going to be between five and 10 minutes. They're going to be super quick because we don't have a lot of time. You're going to be so surprised how five to 10 minutes of really thoughtful meditations can transform your whole life. In addition to the first four meditations available at launch, we'll be doing two new meditations every single month. Plus, for the fans of Oversharing Podcast out there, you'll also get ad-free versions of every episode of the Oversharing Podcast. So if somebody wants to become a subscriber, how do they join? It's so easy. You just go to subscribe.betches.com and sign up now for only $4.99 a month. Or you can lock in our discounted rate if you sign up for the whole year. That's subscribe.betches.com. Or if you're in the Apple Podcasts app, you can just hit the subscribe button now and sign up in the app. It's as easy as that. My first guest tonight from Twilight, The Clouds of Sils Maria, and Happiest Season. She now stars as Princess Diana in Spencer. Best thing about Christmas so far is being with the family, sir. Soldier, I said I wanted the truth. Soldier. Sorry, sir. Presents, sir. Sir, presents are the only good thing about Christmas, sir. Not if you can't open them. That's true. Soldier Harry. Best part of Christmas so far, and I know I'll get the truth from you, sir. When you arrive, Mummy, sir. Thank you, sir. My turn. Major William to Soldier Diana. Tell the Major what's happened to make you so sad. Sir, don't know what you mean, sir. I want the truth, Soldier. Sir. The past, sir. I think it's the present, Soldier. It's in the future. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Lovely to have you back. Nice to see you. Uh, same. Thanks it has been me. too long, as we're saying backstage. It's been five years since you've been here. Yeah. Is there something I said? Is there... It was just kind of a vibe, a general just a vibe. vibe. Okay. <laughs> well, admittedly, two of those five years were consumed by a global pandemic. How, have, how did you ride it out? Like, did you... A lot of people took up new hobbies, like mm. baking or something like that. Did you do anything new? Did you... How did you adjust? Right. Um, there was... Gosh, there were so many, like, waves of 
adjusting and readjusting. Let me see, let's start at the top. Um, I probably stared at a wall, cried a bit, was scared, drank too much, and then got very healthy, and then read a lot, and then made a short film and got really into golf. Made a hole-in-one, which I was like, shocked by. <laughs> made a hole-in-one? Yeah. Wow, par three. Yeah. I also, that was like a 10 second occurrence over the course of this whole, what'd you do in your uh, pandemic time? I made a hole in one. You're like, you're really highlighting the coolest part of your, like the coolest one moment of your experience. Um, that's not the only thing you've been up to. You've skipped uh, big news. You got engaged. Here you are. Congratulations. Thank you. Best wishes and all that stuff. Thank you. That was your fiance, Dylan. Are you, now the thing that, it's very exciting to get engaged, but then there's all the wedding planning to be done. Are you in the depths of that? Because that could be challenging during the ongoing pandemic, finding a space, knowing when to set a date, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have such a hard, I, I want to have like a big party or something. I'm so unceremonial. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, we might just go do it this weekend or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then like just hang out with everyone afterwards. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do it. Sure, just, sure, yeah. sure. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a good planner. I can't make plans for dinner. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like to pivot. You never know where I'm going, man. Come with me. I will. Don't <laughs> invite me twice. Now, we just saw you, uh, a little clip there, playing uh, Princess Diana in Spencer. Um, it's a beautiful performance. Um, I, I, was it daunting to take that kind of a role? because she's so well-known. She's been played several times before. What, what did you think when you were first offered the part? Um, I, was, I was genuinely surprised. Um, it's, it's kind of, uh, if you're gonna choose the, the path of least resistance, I wouldn't go for like a kid from LA who's 5'5 five five with green eyes and had like a shaved head at the time. Like I just, it, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. When they offered you the part, you had a shaved head. I, it was, I had taken chunks and chunks. I hadn't, like, let it my... It happens. I wore a wig, okay? Yes. <laughs> like, um, but, uh... That's another thing you did over COVID. Yeah, yeah. What, what, wore a wig? Take chunks out of your hair. Yeah, I, I, I like to cut my hair with my hair. Well, this is boring. We're on TV. Okay, so... I'm gripped. There's nothing you've said so far that hasn't interested me. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. That deserves a round of applause. Um... Okay, so you're, but again, so you're offered the part, and how did you, how do you prepare for something like that? Uh, well, I just think there's, it, there would be no version of getting it perfect or right. I don't even think there's really a version of doing a good job. It's like doing your job and getting as close to someone personally and absorbing their spirit and their energy as best you can and kind of translating that into a different f format, which is a piece of art and, and not real life. And, uh... I just loved her, and, and I thought that this, there's, there's every reason. She's begging to be spoken about and dreamt on. And I just think like that's why we have so many versions of this story right now, is we, we kind of need her. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Kristen Stewart, everybody. Stick around. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. 
Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, your, your, your performance is garnered a lot of praise, and of course that always leads to speculation about award season, that sort of thing. I've never been through, like, uh, awards campaigns. I understand, like, basically the people who are generally considered to be the front runners in a given year, mm-hmm. you guys have to do a lot of events together. Like, you go meet the voters and that sort of thing. Yeah. Is that fun at all? Or is that more like a cattle call? Do you get to at least... <laughs> I mean, no, but really, because it's, it's part of the business of show business. Uh-huh. Do you at least have to hang out with fun people? With like the other actresses, yeah, and they're really cool. <laughs> so like, anybody you particularly I, enjoy hanging out with? I mean, I uh, I've been friends with with Kirsten Dunst for uh, years, and it's been really fun to see her a little bit more than I normally would. And I spoke to Nicole, to Nicole Kidman for like forty five minutes on a Zoom That's cool. call, Had you and not then met she her sent before? me flowers, and I was like, oh my. God. Like, no, I... <laughs> she sent you flowers after the conversation? Because she had a great time there. That's a really good conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we worked together, actually, uh, years ago, and she had to drop out of the movie because she injured herself, but she was going to be in Panic Room. Well, she was Jodie Foster part in Panic Room? Yeah, for th- we, we rehearsed for weeks. I think, like, in my memory... Which, look, it was a long time ago. I was very tiny. How old were you then? 10. I turned 11 on that movie. Jodie Foster got me a mariachi band for my 11th birthday. Oh, that's nice. I came here to just brag a lot. Just so everyone, I just to be like, it's let me working. tell you all this cool stuff that's going on. Like, You're also <laughs> in a new David Cronenberg movie, Crimes of the Future, with uh, Viggo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. And because it's, it's Viggo, I'm legally required to ask you if you're a fan of The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I heard you have a huge crush on him, which I understand. I have a huge crush on Vico. Um, I'm not alone, I don't think. No, 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 no. My, um, actually, my, my girlfriend is also in love with him. And, uh, yeah, I got to make out with him, which was pretty cool. And it was funny. Uh, just to, just you to, got to make, you've already made out with him. Yeah, now I'm trying to make you jealous. Vigo. Um, yeah. <laughs> Vigo. I don't want to. Vigo has been, Vigo's been in my shower. That's one I can say. Is that true? Yeah, there's a story behind that one. Yeah, yeah, probably... and I got flowers. Oh, good. Oh, good, I believe you. This doesn't sound made up at all. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, uh, now, your, your uh, fiancé, Dylan, she's a fan of Egos. Is she a fan of Lord of the Rings? She's obsessed. Like, she, I mean, loves it so, so very much. You guys are, you guys have a lot in common. I think when we were, I, when I was talking to your segment producer, who I also have known for, like, years and years, so we mm-hmm. talked for a long time, I just found a lot of overlap, so. Wow. Yeah. Um, it is. So the the Lord of the Rings thing. Do you like a lot of other fantasy stuff too, like I worlds? Do. Sure, and... I do. I like a lot of other. I read a lot of when I was younger. I did not study. I read fantasy and science fiction. Right, right, right. Yeah, barely, barely graduated from high school. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, Kids, don't study. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. I can I say uh, that I really love your Guernica um, oh, uh, ink there? That's Thank really you. great. What, what, is, what, is this, what does this mean? Do you mind if I ask what, does Not at mean, all. what this means to you? Why you use that part of that painting by Picasso? Uh, it, was the, it was the first piece of art that I saw in person that made me cry. Oh, wow. And I was really little, and I was in Spain for the first time, and I, I was just like... Um, it, was the one, it was the one piece of a, of a very dark um, painting that felt like, just keep that light on, you know? And um, yeah, it's sweet. And it's so embarrassing when people ask you about your tattoos. You're like, well, because that's che- it's cheesy. 
But I mean, if you're gonna put something on your body, like it, you know. Yeah. I have ridiculously bad tattoos, so, so I'm glad you asked about the one good one I have. You caught my eye, yeah. you caught my eye. Kristen, it was lovely to see you. Thank you Same. so much. Thank Congratulations you so much. on your engagement. Coming up, Jonathan Van Ness. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Comedian and a beauty stylist you know from Queer Eye. His new show is Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Please welcome back to the show, Jonathan Van Ness. What's up, JVM? Well, I have to say, yes. I almost had a breakdown when Kristen Stewart literally mentioned the panic room. Nicole Kidman was almost. What? Nicole Kidman <sighs> almost played the lead part, but she got injured in the first two I... weeks of doing the Panic Room, and then they had they had to. But do you know that I like reference this movie like three times a week? I did not. I did not. Know oh my so. god, it's wow. such a classic. Wow. I wasn't ready for the Panic Room reference. Wow. Time for a remake, maybe. Maybe with you. Am I the, the villain? Part. No, what? he's really mean in that movie. The villain's like, no, I have no, to no, focus. No, you have to play the Nicole Kidman Jodie Foster part. Ooh. <laughs> Come on, you could panic, couldn't you? I mean, is there mouthwash in this room? Because she needs to have sugar. I haven't seen it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's sugar-free. I trust that that was a good reference. Sugar-free mouthwash, But oh, they no. needed sugar. Her character's diabetic. diabetic. Okay. Oh my god. Well, anyway. thanks for stopping by. How are you? It's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, listen, it is, it is love night here on The Late Show because we had an engagement with Kristen it's Stewart. You got married since the last I, time I, I saw you. I did. There you I go. did. Congrats. I did. Thank Congrats. you. How's married life? How it's, you liking it? It's, it's comfy, isn't it? It's so fun. I got pandemic married. Oh wow. And um, did you have like a, a shindig, or was it just sort of? Oh like... no, honey, it was in the backyard. A judge, my husband, me, the four cats. That was before we got ring the bear, Ring bear, cat. Yeah, exactly. There well, they go. they couldn't go outside. I can't like trust them to like go outside and like. So I just they are firmly indoor cats. Yeah. Yeah. You? Are you an indoor cat? No, I go in and out. I, just, I wish I was an indoor cat, but I gotta. Okay, you have a new show, Getting Curious. I do. With Jonathan Van Ness. What are you curious about? Really, in each episode, I'm kind of taking like a what's the history of it? What's going on right now? And what are we gonna do? That's kind of each episode. It's a I little like that. it's a little like Christmas story in that sense, you know? Past, present, future. Is that what the ghosts of Christmas story are? A uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's what I meant. Christmas Story is the lamp that looks like a leg. Oh uh, yeah, 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 Drink more Ovaltine. Yeah, 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 of course. All both a classic. Yeah. Tongue on the pole, <laughs> all that kind of thing. Ah. Okay, so you did an episode about uh, the gender binary. Yeah. And we have a clip here. Is there anything I need to know before we go to the clip, or just uh, self-explanatory? Just to enjoy and have fun. Okay. Yeah. Jim. <laughs> What happens right now is people will exceptionalize us and say, well, you're so brave, you're so resilient, but why should it have to require bravery to do something as simple as walking down the street? Right. Why should it require bravery to actually live life on your own terms? We exist, and that's not political, it's factual. 
We exist and that's natural. Oh. What is political is making people fit into boxes that were predetermined hundreds of years ago. Who's that you were talking to? That's my very dear friend, Alok. Hello. Alok. Oh, yeah? Uh, and they are a dear friend and such a teacher and um, really, I think, one of the defining voices of our time. So I'm so excited that they were able to be on the show. And that episode is about gender, and it's a, just a full exploration of what is the history of the gender binary? Have we, in fact, always been doing all this stuff? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's a really interesting episode. And, the, and it gets... It, we go deep, it gets really real, but then, you know, we're also talking about, like, bugs, where it's not, it's a not, you know, there's bugs, there's skyscrapers. I'm very curious about figure skating. So there's a whole episode about figure skating. Now, you talk, you talk about, especially in times of great stress, having to find pockets of joy. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what's, what's giving you those pockets of joy right now? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I, I never saw this coming. It's very off-brand for me, but I became obsessed with gardening because my husband is British, and they're obsessed with gardens. Sure. So sure. now I'm really intense, uh, intensely in love with gardening. Uh, is this like decorative or like vegetable gardens? Oh, no, veg. Veg, oh, I'm wow. I'm really into like growing. Newsflash, hot take. I don't know if you guys knew this. Do you know that vegetables and fruits like, are like they start as, there's like, there's a flower? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't know. And once I figured out there was flowers, I was like, these are gorgeous. It is kind of fun to see that flower, that beautiful flower turn into like oh. a zucchini or something. Yeah, yeah. pumpkin. I'm, I'm really obsessed with like pumpkins and watermelons. Do you have trouble? Because we, we have, we had to put a rabbit proof fence around our vegetable area um, because, you know, this isn't, this isn't a, a, a rodent charity. I mean, Get out of my carrots. <laughs> Do you have trouble with the, with the I the, knew the where pests? you were going and I can't, I can't even keep my face for, yes, we do, okay? We have, I have a chipmunk problem. I got a squash boar vine moth problem. They Wait, murdered you my pumpkins. Wait, you got a chipmunk problem? Yeah, they Man, ate my watermelons. It is, it is hard. Alvin. It is hard to be a... And his dumb brothers. Yes. Murdered my watermelons and my pumpkins. They murdered, what did you do? Did you do anything back? Is it like eye for an eye with I Jonathan really, Mendes? I have actually, I have a whole set about this in my new show, but it's, I turned into Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. <laughs> I was in all black. I was in the backyard. I was ready to snap these chip I was ready to like line up this chipmunk family. And because I don't know what it is about gardening that brings out, you know, because I am non-binary. Uh, you know, so I'm, you know, all I feel I kind of some non-binary people are like, oh, you know, I feel between or like neither. I always felt like a little bit neither. But if I had to like identify a piece of like my rural Indiana primal like man rage. Yes, there's and like, there's plenty of that there. There's like 3% or something. It's like very, you know, titrates is very small. But when I garden, I feel it. <laughs> I do. The Indiana farmer comes out. The that crops is... must come in for the winter. I'm hungry. Well, good luck, good luck with Thank the veggies. Thank you for having me so much. Lovely to see you again. And watch uh, Getting Curious streaming on Netflix January 28th. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. 
From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.